Okay, we are back with another great episode this week, and this time we're going for part two with Brianna, Beautifully Bemused. I listened to your feedback. We posted a question on Instagram stories on the Tossing uh, Salad podcast Instagram account, and I was wondering if you guys were wanting to have the back-to-back episodes, basically part one and part part two one week after the other or split it up. Now, I'm going to say that my initial thought process on this was to split up the part one and two and have the second part play a few weeks later. Let me explain. Simply because if you go two weeks, 14 days of nothing but the of of clips of the same guest i my fear is that people will get tired of the same guest so that's why i was a little hesitant on running back-to-back episodes but you guys came back to me and i think most of you guys were talking about you wanted to have the guest one week and then the next week for part two and that's what we're going to do so this is the first time that we're going to run part two the week after we just talked to brianna beautifully bemused. We left off with her talking about her in real life friends versus her online friends, which was a a, a great way to kind of set up the cliffhanger for for part two. But before we get into that interview, I wanted to touch on another podcast review. This one is on Apple Podcasts, on the Apple Podcast platform. And all of your reviews, you guys, whether it's on Apple, I think Audible has another one to where you can actually leave reviews, helps the podcast out, especially at the beginning when we're trying to get up and going. I guess it helps the, you know, get the podcast seen, potentially. So everybody that has left a review, written one up, I appreciate it. Thank you very much. And when I see those, we're going to feature those at the beginning of the podcast. This one here was left by... TNT17. I'm sorry, I don't know who that is, but thank you very much. You said uh, you left five stars. I love the range of topics. This kept my attention. I really enjoyed listening. Thanks for sharing your knowledge. So TNT17, thank you so much for leaving that. Uh, We're going to get into the Brianna podcast, the interview where we left off talking about comparing her real life versus her online friends. But in between the break, I ended up doing something that threw me off at the beginning. So let's hop right in. It is. You are not going to believe this. Why why is there something? Oh, no. So I am switching the batteries out after the other camera went off. And then we had taken a break on the first half, you know, the podcast. Yeah. And I went to rub my eye right before I got back in here, just on the back mm-hmm. of your hand. You know, you rub your, your eye. And the most serious pain, I had cut up a Trinidad scorpion for dinner. Oh, God. I, somehow that got on the back of my hand, my knuckle. Mm. And I am like running. I haven't ran this fast up the stairs even. 
looking for eye drops. I mean, I was flushing it with water. I'm freaking out because I'm like, I told you, you know, it'll be two, three minutes. And I was like, I can't see. God. Okay, so do you realize that every other podcast you've had, there's been technical issues and then I got something in my eye for this one and you literally got a hot pepper this wheel like you know how much I I at first I felt bad because I mean there's been so many mistakes in every podcast I've done and it's just I at first I was like well I guess I can go through and edit at, in the end I was like you know I'm not going to do that as much as I do want to provide the best possible audio the best best possible video I also want, I don't want it to, sh- to to show too much polish. Does that make sense? Yeah, most of the podcasts I like actually follow that format. I do listen to a few that are very polished, like the Joe Gardner show, I would consider very polished, but I like that. Okay, but can you continue? Because that is, I mean, when I do that, even with too many poblanos, I lose my mind. Oh. Like it's, it's one of those hazards as gardeners that we rarely talk about is we're handling so many plants that are not good for us to have anywhere near our face. And I'm not one that wears a glove. I actually watched one of your videos recently and I was like, must buy more gloves for when you're cutting jalapenos. Uh, <laughs> when I made the red pepper uh, powder video and I'm dealing with, and I'm collecting all of my red spicy peppers to make a blend, a powder blend. Trinidad Scorpion, Carolina Reaper, Cayenne, uh, Caribbean Red Habaneros, and then basically you dry them, make them into a powder or whatever. My, I think it's the number one tip at the very beginning for everybody, whether you're a guy or a girl, everybody, go to the bathroom before you start doing this. Because no matter how protected you feel like that you are with your hands or whatever, it is not a good sensation. It's not a good feeling. I always do this because you know how you sweat when you're cutting the peppers oh, and then right my upper lip. lip sweats and that's what I'll wipe with bare hands. I'm like, don't touch your eyes. Don't touch your eyes. Don't touch your eyes. And then I'm just sitting there like pouring milk and everything on my upper lip. Like go away. It's awful. Are you sure you want to do the rest of this? Yeah, now? no. Cause I okay. think that we're, I don't want to lose that. We are going so well we've got great traction we just i mean it took 30 minutes to get you to say something like super bare and honest that when it comes down to it do you prefer your in real life friends or do you prefer your garden friends that you basically interact with every single day and i even told you twice these in real life friends are not going to hear this podcast so you can at least lie and be like, oh, it's it's the garden fam. It's the garden fam. And that wasn't the case. Oh, no, whereas no. whereas I, I'm it, I will tell anybody whoever's standing in front of me, my online garden friends, I've never come across people I've gotten along with so much than with the community I have here. As far as like sense of humor, love of gardening just a few different things to where you just know you kind of vibe personality wise and I don't care if in real life people hear it I hope they do I hope they stay away from me <laughs> like, just leave me alone. no I agree though there's this weird 
synergy right. with people you meet on Instagram. Not that your real friends should leave you alone, but there's this weird synergy with people you meet who are in the same viewpoint as you. Cause there is something about gardening where we're doing it. Like I was very hard gardening for two years before I started this Instagram. And I don't mean there are some Instagram gardeners that do a lot of landscape and I major props, but um, I mean, starting from seed, doing the whole vegetable process where you're in your garden. I was gardening year round vegetable gardening. I'm still a terrible landscape gardener. So I, you know, I very much appreciate them. I just think there's this other side of it where you're just daily doing stuff. And I was just alone, constantly putting it on my personal Instagram where that nobody is gives shut a shit. Down. They're tired no. of seeing the tomatoes. Your real life <laughs> friends are like, God, how many freaking eggplants is she posting on here? You know, meanwhile. My boss told me to get an Instagram and do it for gardening. She told me to get off my personal one. That's, I mean, and what your boss is super smart then. Well, I mean, she better be. She's in branding. That's her oh, thing. Well. She was like, you're ready for this. Like I, when I told her that I was quitting the first time I, um, she, I wound up going back to it. It's hard. It's hard quitting a job you like, but, um, she said, you know what I think you should do? I, I think you should finally stop posting that stuff on your personal Instagram. And it took me like eight months for after I actually quit to, to actually do this. With probably no, so did you have an idea? You thought that there would be this huge gardening community that would no, you I followed just gardening. Well, I followed, I started following hashtags, so I followed a couple of people like Claudia, the organized homemaker. Mm -hmm. I follow for my personal account. Um, one other one who I even tried to get a relationship with on my public one, and she never really reached out. Those were the two I started following, and I can't even remember her, she's out in the west coast. But she just never, we never formed any type of connection. I might not even follow her on my public one because of that. But when I tried to reach out on my private account, there's only so much that people can connect with you on when they can't see your photo. They can't see your account. They have no clue who you are. They're not going to follow you just to figure out who you are when they have tens of thousands of other followers. Right. So the best way to do it when people are starting out I follow people and talk with them on a daily basis that have less than a hundred followers. Like, I don't care how many followers you have. If you're fun to talk to, I, everyone started from zero. That doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you. It just means that you might not have a lot of other people. Look at the girl stuff. that has 9,000 followers talking down. Do not have 9,000. I'm not talking followers. to Everybody First starts all, at zero. What's on your other account? You had more followers Everybody than me most of our relationship. In, in two years, I'm up to 9,000. All you need to do to get 9,000 followers, I'll tell everyone right now, post constantly and then get lucky. There you go. Good luck. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know what? I just remembered something I wanted to follow up with you when you said it. And then I was, I was trying to be good and not interrupt and not try to get back and talking again. But you said that you make your reels or your videos. And I see that you're drinking some wine there and I feel a little bit out of it. I started, I started a little earlier this evening on a couple mm -hmm. drinks my wife had made me and I'm pretty, I'm kind of a lightweight. And after I had two, and then I was like, I still have to do this podcast thing. <laughs> 
and and I think I, you know, I was going to bring my box of wine down. I think you were going to have your wine. I wanted to give you a hard time about it. We'll have to do that on the next one. Yes. But you had said that you create your videos with, with remixability or for other people to play into that video. Yep. And I've always wondered if other people would do that. I've done that a few times where I, I make something. I'm like, I, want, I hope, you know, somebody will pick it or somebody will remix it. And then nobody does. And then as I get to know other people with the same sense of humor, it's like, uh, it's 50-50 whether they'll remix it if they understand it or whatever. I mean, do do you, so you're, you actually think about that. Yeah. I mean, the majority of the time, I'm not just hoping someone will be like, ha, 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 this is funny. I'm hoping someone will share it to their story, not so it gets more views. But to me, like if I really wanted it to get pushed out further, I'd ask people to save, right? That's what Instagram wants you to do. But I'm not doing that because what I would rather people do when they share it to their stories, that's like they they really thought this is funny. Yeah. But then when they remix it, like all of a sudden it's taken on a new life form. And we have this inside joke and we're standing together at a comedy show. And it's just so much more fun that way. It's, it's almost like an, a more official endorsement. I think it's, it's a higher endorsement than it, than it is if they repost on their story. The story is great. And Mm -hmm. I see there's uh, so many people post your stuff on stories. I see it all the time. (laughs) Very nice. They don't don't do that to mine. But because you don't, don't have stuff mine. anymore, but that's true. I, if I'm not posting it, I guess I can't complain. About I just it. remixed your story. Come on, what higher regard but can you get? Do you again? Nobody's gonna hear this or listen to this. Do you get depressed or take note if nobody remixes a video that you kind of that you kind of set it up there for as a softball? Oh my god, yes, I had to stop. Originally, I got a couple remixed in a row, and then I started getting some of the like new people interested, and then I got crickets for a while. And that was around the time period where, I think it was June, where my stupid upside-down planter video reel, where I did a terrible reel with that, just went absolutely viral. It was so frustrating. Around the time that happened, people stopped engaging with my reels the way I like for them to engage. So everyone's over here like, you have millions plus views on that. That's so amazing. I'm like, can people stop looking at that stupid reel? And can people please just remix this hilarious piece of gold that I just put out there? It, but isn't that the thing that messes with our heads? Is that a lot of times, whether something goes, gets received well, is on something that you put zero effort in. Mm-hmm. And then the other way around, you will do something so brilliant, at least in our head. We think, you know, I think what I do is brilliant. I'm sure you do too on, on something oh, yeah. like, oh, this is, this is one of my best works of art ever. And then you're like 76 views <laughs> after 72 hours. It's Well, that, so that is what I don't look at. I don't look at that. But I'll notice 
because I get notifications on my phone, obviously. I'll notice when oh, I don't get obviously. any notifications. Well, everyone does. Everyone gets notifications when I run. Well, just the way you zero. said it for somebody that has 9,000 followers. When, you're, when your notifications just go off and ding, 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 ding. I didn't mean it that way. I meant everybody does push notifications on their phone. No one turns that off. But if I don't get any, it's that moment where I'll look at my phone and expect to see like 20 notifications on Instagram. And I'll be like, huh zero that's really sad <laughs> but that's where this messes with us mm-hmm. i think in a sense that I, I think we're all kind of trained into thinking if you put in the work and you do something kind of creative you'll get something kind of back in a sense of either somebody saw it or just one one person if you if you're doing it for one person just to you know i hope they thought that was kind of cool mm-hmm. But if you don't get that out of really, and really a lot of it has nothing to do with our content. We're at the mercy of Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, whatever algorithm that they have going on. And somebody could do the exact same thing that you do, not as well. And 1.2 million. Oh, I did that with Julie. She posted her inverted tomato planter reel i posted a horrible version of the same reel and i got over a million views thousands new followers and she was like girl this is insane look at that video i was like i copied you i mean i at least put that i copied her in my comments but i was like this is so sad and it does it can be so heartbreaking i just think as humans if you look at it like from a purely evolutionary perspective, we this is the fastest we've evolved with technology in this more recent technology boom, right? And look at the stupid reels you and I are doing. And this is what this we're is doing the with most it. evolved, so and, and we're doing gorilla cart falling off of them, doing you know just silly stuff. And that's what we're doing with it. But we've always it's human nature to want to be accepted and want to be loved. Now all of a sudden faster than our bodies emotionally have been able to develop and mentally have been able to develop, we are able to put it out there to this huge audience that if you're looking at it from an evolutionary perspective, no one has ever had before us. And we're supposed to be able to just take it with a grain of salt, not respond to comments. My most hated phrase, don't be sensitive. And it's just, it's not. Like, I think when you're doing this, you have to constantly work on yourself from a emotionally health perspective and mental health perspective. Because if not, if you don't have those strong protection up, you can easily get hurt because it's just brutal. And it's not something that we're made for as humans. We're not made for this level of an audience, yet we're out there on a daily basis seeking it and craving it and hoping people will like stuff and see you say this you know this you read about this and you can still go out there as soon as we get done here and somebody will stab you through the heart it just gets to you and you can't explain why is it harder for you to take bad a bad comment coming from somebody some troll that says says something that uh, just really gets to you 
or not getting the type of response from somebody that you know. You know what I'm saying? Like they're I'll correcting you, you one better, or they're like, this is bad. All right, this is bad. It's harder for me. There are certain people that are pretty active on Instagram and the garden fam, and I will not name them. And they are them. I will not he or she them either. But they tend to comment on my stuff sometimes. Maybe it's just a one-time thing. But if it's someone who's actually in the community who comments in a way that hits my sensitive button, that's the worst for me. I don't mind crickets. I don't mind as much trolls. Trolls in a lot get very difficult. But what's the hardest if it's someone and then I see their content and I so badly want to come at them, not read the whole caption, not watch the whole reel and comment something degrading. But I don't, but I want to. Do you, when's, when's the last time that you can remember that you've gotten really mad? And when's the last time that you, it really hurt you? Do you remember? And when I did the, it was the tomato one for sure. Okay. Cause that was my big break. And that one, there's one person in particular that tends to like just stab me in the gut every time I see their comment mm -hmm. and it's just more little teasing. It's not mad. The mad was the tomato because I just, I mean, I posted in my stories. I'm like, I need to vent. I might delete this. I know it's crazy to delete this because of the views, but this is getting ridiculous. And it was purely, I already knew what I was going to do. I knew I wasn't going to delete it. I knew I wasn't going to stop looking at comments entirely. So I was just, I said, like, I know what I'm going to do, but I'm venting about this anyway. And that was my really mad. And there were just some people that wrote on there, like, this is stupid, real too fast. Like even things that weren't even that bad. And it just came in. I was at the beach with my family and I hadn't looked at my phone all day. And I looked and I was like, oh my God, look at all these notifications from Instagram. Almost every single one of them was a negative comment on that reel. I was like, all right, so what are we drinking? Because this so is not So what cool. did you tell yourself? Because that's, that's what some people may not quite understand just yet. It's coming for everybody. At some point, you will have something go viral or you'll get to a point to where you will see these kind of comments almost every single day, depending on where you're at, how big you are, if you're on multiple platforms. How did you, what did you tell yourself? Like, what were you going to do? I gave myself a week. I was like, just leave it for a week. Stop looking at the comments for a week, which is hard because I had to filter just to comments to even see comments that I was getting on my other posts because everything was going to that post. And I was missing comments on my posts that I was posting mm -hmm. because there were so many coming in on that. It's more than I'd ever seen. And I said, you know, give yourself a week and ignore it for a week, which is hard because I, it's not part of who I am as a person or who I am on Instagram. I like to respond to comments. I appreciate people who do that for me. So it's part of what I want to do. And I didn't do it. And after that week, it did start dying down. But my thing was, if it didn't, I was going to go ahead and delete it. And I mean, I've had comment threads with people where I've deleted and blocked them. Sometimes it's not a major thing, but sometimes it's awful. Like I had someone send me porn and I, they were talking to me. I checked their account out. It was real. They were asking me legitimate questions and then out of nowhere. And I'm at a coffee shop. I had a very 
like quick minute away from my kids and I was just having this awesome me time day. And I was like, sure, I'll respond back and forth to this person. And then I got a video and I obviously didn't click play, but I saw what it was. And I immediately deleted the thread, blocked the person, blocked the person if they become any other people. Garden you know person? You can do that. They acted like they were a garden person. I not, don't even not know anybody what the with, that, that you would consider a garden community. No, it looked like a new person. Yeah, it was someone with a few hundred followers. They had all photos of their homestead and it looked real. And obviously it probably wasn't. But you they make, were talking you make about number four. You're you're the fourth of the garden family that I know that has had that happen to. Well, and we, but, but the like other, female. but the other, it was a other, female. Oh, it was another female. Yes, I oh. just always like I'm so skeptical with men, and I mean, obviously, need to be a little more skeptical of all um, genders. All mine have been men, to be honest with you. But I'll, well, I've we'll, had a we'll lot of creepy man messages, and I know just not to respond. I don't even say if anyone says hi and they have no followers. But this person was so real seeming. And had genuine question about one of my posts. And I was just like, yeah, this is, I'm already having a great day. And then you see a video pop up where you can see what the video is of. And you're like, and my day just got a lot worse. Hopefully you have your volume down or something when that comes up. Oh, well, I didn't click play. I saw yeah, but the I'm saying from here on shot. out, people are going to be like, boy, that, that stay at home mom. Be prepared. Yeah. Don't. Well, I was at this coffee shop that's a very Christian coffee shop, too. Like they play Christian music and there is like a Christian book sale. And that was my first thought was like, if I hit play on that, I would have been banned. <laughs> like, you can't come back here. You well, and the, re work. the reason why I asked you is because in the other, in the other cases, they were, it was from, it was garden community on garden community. Oh, see, no, this one, Repeat I don't think this was a real person too. at all. Yeah, okay, well, good. Yeah, that's what, that's just so much worse. Like, I do think all these bots and stuff are terrible where people are trying to ask for money and mm -hmm. people are doing stuff like this, but they're, they really are bots or not real people, even if real people are behind it. That is a whole different level of predator in my mind. That's awful. Yeah, why well, it's just, uh, well, we'll just leave it at that. So mm. are you, we've got a good 10 minutes here. Are, do you feel like you're getting out of social media what, what you're wanting to right now with, you're on Instagram, you're on what else? I'm just on Instagram. So anyone who heard his TikTok explanation earlier, I do have a handle on TikTok. So from my marketing background, I would urge everyone to take ownership of their name. So yeah. I own my web URL and I own my TikTok, but nothing. Nothing's there. Exists. Cause I was going to tell yeah. somebody if you weren't going to get on TikTok, I mean, you might as well claim her name because you know, Make fans are going to be looking for her over there. But are, are you, would you say that you're enjoying it? Like you get on and you're like, Oh, this experience. And it has nothing to do with the, I'm not asking about the, the relationships that you have. But is the app, and since you're just doing Instagram, is still fun for you or what? I really do think it's still fun for me. I don't think creating reels 
is as much fun for me as it used to be. Doing stories is just as fun as it's always been. And it's actually better because there was a minute there where they were terrible with captions. Um, but for me, what's more fun lately has been definitely doing lives. I don't do as often lives because summer is such a busy gardening season. But lives is more fun. And then some of the projects that I've been working on on Instagram with other people. So that's not just talking to people I like but actually trying to build Instagram momentum for certain causes and um, things like that. Like our cilantro micro grow, that was really fun for me. That was definitely a dumpster fire as far as like actually growing cilantro microgreens. But that project in particular is stuff that I like and I'm excited. Part of what I'm excited for when things get cold again is that definitely gives you a new playing field to pick up fun stuff like that when everyone has a little bit more time. And, and gives us something to interact with in the slow periods, mm -hmm. you know, so we're not losing ground to your in real life friends, which we're already behind. Um, so you're having a good time on Instagram. It's still kind of working out for you. And that's good. The only thing that I would suggest for you, even if you're going to uh, just rehash or repost the same video, but just get to the point to where you have something other than the one platform. That's the only thing that, you know, I said it from the beginning, you were trying to have me do the big sales job for TikTok. And really for me, the, it is a very logical sales job that I'm giving to you in the fact that you're, you're going to give yourself the best opportunity to access the people that you care about instead of being and dependent have on the videos. I do agree with you. You put a lot of time and effort into these reels and to have them living on another platform versus if I lost my account now, Instagram isn't even letting me save them right now with audio. So if I took the time to screen record, it would, that is one thing I have been playing with in my mind that I think for off season, mm -hmm. which I still garden all through fall and winter. So it's a little different for me because I'm in Georgia, but off season when it's a little slower that might be something because I've been playing with flowers a lot and right. like flower sales and things like that and working with some people locally and that's going to slow down a bunch so that's another off season and it is it's some it's on my list to look at before end of year as I agree it would so many people recently have lost their accounts entirely and I would be very sad if I couldn't look back because it's fun to look back a year ago and see stuff so several different reasons to do it other than being just anti-Instagrammer or just rah-rah TikTok or YouTube or whatever platform it is that you want. But I think it's take advantage of the, the platform that you have already established on Instagram and let people know that you're you're over there. And this is for, for anybody even listening to this, just to have that secondary platform and work on just getting the same people that you know from Instagram. They'll just make sure that they're following you on, on TikTok too. So that way it's a redundancy system and you're not dependent on Instagram always working or the algorithm getting you shown or whatever. I do want to bring up one other thing mm -hmm. before we run out of time. So today I saw, no, today I've been looking for, it was a different, it was a swallowtail. Ooh. But I have been out there every single day and I'm like, where are the monarchs? I'm in St. Louis. 
I was big on the Monarchs last year. I had my Tithonia all growing everywhere, and it was like Monarch City. It was awesome. This year, I did I did even more of those flowers, and I am literally I'm out there looking everywhere. Where are did they? you date check last no, year? Really. Was it the same? So it I think hot. you have a little bit more time. I think you might have another week or two, but it, I mean, that's part of why I was excited when Kate invited me to do the save the monarchs, monarch messengers venture with her, because I do think it's important, but one of the main things, and I have a little platform, so I'm going to use it really fast. The main thing I think that's important, not monarchs or pollinators, but it's the two factors of monarchs are inspirational and there's not very many species that do these incredible migrations left in the world. So that's something worth preserving. But then on top of that, if we're preserving that, we're preserving their migration, we're preserving the way this species lives on an annual basis. In doing that, we're automatically going to be boosting and preserving so many other species that rely on the very similar environment that these monarchs rely on. So them falling and them going down is really unfortunately just the first little stone coming off a mountain. So what we want is if we're boosting them and helping to save them, I feel like we have this opportunity to make such a larger impact, not just on monarchs. But I've been getting a lot little bit of feedback, not much. Other people have been getting a lot more feedback on how, ooh, you know, monarchs because they're pretty and it's so much more than that we're just working out right now how we can continue to put that into words to be able to put that out there because it is partially going outside and not seeing them as depressing but there's a completely other part of it that was put so much more eloquently than i described it to the last person that came into my backyard a few days ago and we were talking monarchs i was like i i I I'm embarrassed because I just heard everything you just said. And I was like, that's all from being in that group. Yes. That group is awesome. Or what? I was like, yeah, there's some we, monarchs and I'm not sure if they're coming down or they're going up North, <laughs> but they should be here by now. That was like my, <laughs> and you just had, I, that was. Do you know how much research we do? It's insane. I feel like that this is the most exciting project I have going on it on on Instagram right now. And what and is it this group? It's we're the Monarch Messengers. And the idea is that we have dedicated time and will continue to de- dedicate time on a, I want to say weekly, but it's almost a daily basis where we're doing a lot of research on what's going on with the monarchs and what we as gardeners can do to improve the situation and presenting our research to people on a weekly basis and reels and lives. And hopefully soon we'll have some professionals um, coming in that we're going to do some live interviews with. So we're just trying to inspire people, but show them new ways of looking at it. Because everyone has seen, most people in the gardening community know what monarchs are and know that they made some endangered lists. But there is very little information besides that. So we're trying to bring to light all the research we're doing. I think most of us don't know what monarchs are. I think we get them mixed up. Well, Amanda just did a reel on that the ever hopeful gardener, um, or DM me and I'll send it to you. But she classified all the most commonly, um, 
mistaken monarch butterflies and then showed the difference between them and the monarch because that is the problem. All orange butterflies look like monarchs, but monarchs are the only butterflies butterflies that actually take on that large of a migration. And compared to animals like the American bison that no longer, I mean, they exist, but they no longer do the migration. You look at animals like the um, certain animals in Africa that still do their migrations, but are being fenced off and their migrations are starting to get messed up. Like what we're doing as people is impacting all of these migrations. And this might be one where we can help, even if it's just trying to convince our extension offices to provide more information on what native milkweeds we should be planting. I mean, there's little tiny things we can do. I, I, I hear you talking like this and I'm like, this is like serious Brianna talking about, I mean, like reading. It was a different tone than earlier. Right. And all I'm thinking about, and I'm, I'm listening to what you were saying, but I'm like, I think I'm a, I just did like a stupid video on, uh, a sunflower looking like a monster from stranger things and then here you're saving monarchs you say and you're sounding like you know what you're talking about i'm like i i i respect that kind of garden account and this is why i think people like following you this is why i like following you is because along with the fun silly videos that you're just like okay she's She's a a fun, good sense of humor. Bring some positivity, some joy to my daily life. But then you actually get some information out of you too. You're just like, well, yeah. every once in a while. And then as well, far as like, that's man- the part I miss is that informational like research. You don't do that. Why would you do that in your daily life? I did that for um, how to like baby led feeding and stuff. But now I'm doing it to something that I feel like matters beyond my children. Lead feeding? Baby led feed, Like the things you look up for kids, like the blogs and the books and oh. I did courses and Could all you... kinds of stuff. Okay. So when I started feeding my kids people food, I did like courses for how to do it. Now I'm putting that energy towards other things. <laughs> I was, I took that as feeding them lead or something. And I was like, what? Oh, no, no, no. So who Sorry, is but I you, interrupted you. <laughs> when you keep referring to this we, and we've got like uh, two minutes here, you keep referring to the we. Who is this we that's part of this conglomerate grouping? So Kate, the Bloom and Truth, put it together, and it's myself, Michelle from Gardens and Chickens, Stacy from Okayest Home and Garden, Ben from Ben's Backyard, Amber. From her name does not roll off my tongue as easily on Instagram. SD Organic. She and I are about to do one on Monday. So we'll do a compilation one. You'll see us. Um, and then Amanda from the Ever Hopeful Gardener. And we're all together. There was a larger group and a few people dropped out because it is, there's a lot of work involved and we wanted to give it open to everyone. But then when we outlined the type of work that was involved and I'm in charge of following up with people on making sure they're posting their reels and getting their information out. So you can imagine doing those lives with me. I'm bugging people a little bit. Um, They started dropping off and now we've gotten down to the people that are like, I am ready to do this, willing to do this. And I have the time to do this. Put on the spot and you were able to name everybody. And I'm like, again, once again, the the qualifications on how you will be able to host your own show 
uh, <laughs> why you'd be such a good show host and managing stuff. You just you just knew their names. I still, I I can probably barely re- remember your name in the sense that <laughs> I have I have a hard time with okay I've got to know their their real name and then their Instagram ha- handle. And mm-hmm. I'm bad with names anyways in life, but yep. now Instagram is wanting me to know both and then connect the two. And it's hard for me to do that. And mine is hard too. Like I said it about Amber. Some people just have a harder one. It doesn't roll as easily. And mine's a little difficult. So I'm not making it easy. Well, we I, we had a great time because oh. I'm saying so. I hope you had a great time. I did. I had a really good time doing this. And obviously- You flattered we... me the entire time. I can't even walk out of the room without picking my head in. Well, just wait until the next time we get together the podcast, because there's a whole bunch of stuff that we, uh, I think we had kind of threw around some ideas before, but there's some other things I wanted to talk to you about. We just haven't gotten to it. And uh, I don't think anybody's up for like a three hour podcast. So we may have to split this yeah. one up into two. Yeah. But uh, I appreciate you doing this with me. I had a lot of fun. Brianna, thanks for having me on. Beautifully bemused on Instagram and just holding a name on TikTok. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll see her post some more stuff on TikTok. So, all right, we'll see ya. Thanks, Ryan. Bye. All right, thank you, Brianna, for coming on to the Tossing Salad podcast. Be sure to catch Brianna on Instagram and on TikTok. Beautifully bemused at beautifully bemused and tell her to put some content out there on, on her TikTok account. She's, she's got nothing out there. So she needs to diversify, right? So let's get on to her to diversify her access to the garden family that uh, we all love. So uh, come back next week, check out the tossing salad podcast on all podcast platforms. I, I went through and put it on all of them. I think if there's one that's not there, let me know. We'll get it out there. So We'll see you guys next week. Thanks for uh, joining us.